It's time for episode 191 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, May 31st, 2017. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast where, despite the constant negative press, Cobfeffy, we keep on ticking. <laughs> I am I am your host, Micah Sargent, and I am, of course, Joan Joned Joned by my wonderful co-host Dan Morin. How you doing, Dan? Uh, joned Cofefe. There's a lot going on here today. I feel like maybe I need the day off. <laughs> we all need the day off. <sighs> Well, to to my left is a wonderful writer at iMore and a dear friend of mine, Cella Lauruso. How are you, Cella? Thank you for being here. I'm not bad. How are you? <laughs> Doing pretty well. Thank you so much. Right on. I'm so excited to be here. And to my left, another writer for iMore. So I'm surrounded yet again. <laughs> Lori Gill is here. Hi, Lori. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Are you sure it's Kofefe and not Kofifi? Because I'm I'm thinking maybe Kofifi. I liked Kofefe. I had my I haven't uh, decided. I had my West Side story rendition. I just met a girl named Kofefe. Yeah, I just felt like we remember that. So I'm still I, waiting for Miriam's dictionary Miriam Webster's dictionary oh, to call. come up with the official pronunciation. Yeah, that's that's yes. canon right there. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> when I first read it, it was coffee. It was pronounced like coffee, but I don't think that's actually what it is. But um, yeah, we'll have to come back to that. You all know how this show works. If you're listening, I would guess. Uh, we talk about four tech topics and the show never lasts longer than 30 minutes. So let us begin. Uh, I, as well as many other people, saw the Essential Phone announced. Now, the the father of Android announced. Uh, announced this phone and has been working on it for a while. Pretty cool, uh, except that we mostly just saw renderings. Now every single press, uh, tech press, is coming out with an actual photo of it being held in a hand to try and say, no, 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 we swear they really are real. But, you know, while that was uh, the main coverage of the day, I found the uh, essential home to be far more interesting. Now, this is a home hub device that's supposed to kind of connect all of the smart devices in your house, as well as tell you about your calendar. It's it's sort of like an Amazon Echo, but made by a different company with a little bit more proactivity, so it can let you know when things are going on. So I'm just curious, does the idea of having an actual proactive in-home assistant interest you? And would that get you to, you know, choose the essential hub instead of something from Amazon or perhaps Apple or Google? Chella, what do you think? Um, I'm looking at it right now and I just think it looks supremely cool. So yes, I would like it just for the fact that it looks like the coolest, funkiest thing. Um, like what an interesting looking design. And honestly, I, I'm just really drawn towards like a design aspect. And if I were to have to you know, like pick something that were to be kind of like a home hub just based on design alone. I think that this one would win me over. It's so funky looking. I'm I'm on the fence, Micah. As you know, I have a home and an Echo and I've tried out a bunch of these things. And this sounds impressive, but it is really hard to tell based on what we've seen, just how real it is, because a lot of these things do look like product renders and, and they 
you know, they promise a lot of functionality, which seems like it might be tricky to deliver on, including saying that it's going to work with the Google Assistant and with all those like Amazon Echo, Siri, all that stuff. And I, I don't really understand uh, if it is just a, a another version of the Google Home and the Echo with some more proactive features, which both Amazon and Google are working on developing as well. And because it's from sort of a an unknown company that's just starting out, I, I'm a little more hesitant to really heavily invest in it. I want to see what it looks like when it actually comes out. Lori, what about you? So I okay, I'm I'm big on all kinds of connected home things. I I'm I've actually I've already pre-ordered the uh, Echo Show because I'm pretty excited about all this kind of stuff. I think what what first comes to mind when I look at this is that I don't think it's going to do what it says it does <laughs> because no home hub right now does what it says it can do. It it has it has surface capabilities. And then when you try to interact with that, it, it never works right. And I think our, our um, AI is, has just never been good enough going back to Siri. And, and even before that, there's just not been a good um, digital assistant in existence yet. And I think it's gorgeous. I like the idea behind it. I might buy it because I like that kind of stuff, but I don't think it's going to work the way it says it's going to work. I think there's going to be a lot of um, frustration with it not doing what it says it's going to do or not being able to connect your uh, your home device, your digital home devices properly. And it'll end up just sitting on a shelf collecting dust or looking cute. And <laughs> it'll be used as a novelty item when people come over. That's kind of... I feel of- like so right, Lori. Like, you're so right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's really... I, I think you're... you're- you know, dead on for the most part. So I, one of the things that kind of confounds me about this product is what Dan has already touched on. They say that it's going to work with the Google Assistant, with the Amazon um, Alexa, and with, oh boy, I probably triggered somebody something, <laughs> and also with Siri. So there's only one of those products, um, Apple's HomeKit, that is actually a, a framework on which to build home automation products. The things from Alexa, or from Amazon rather, and from Google, those are not they themselves uh, frameworks. Those are tools used to access and communicate with products. So am I going to like, at some times, I will say the a word to this device, and sometimes I will say the Google word to this device, and sometimes I'll say Siri, and then it's going to respond to all of those things. That doesn't make any sense at all. So whatever they mean by that, it doesn't. That I that's not clicking with me because if I already have an Echo in my home, why wouldn't I just communicate with that to get the thing done that I want to get done? Right, why yeah. would I have this? Like, and and I'm not going to say, hey Echo, can you tell my essential home to turn on or off the lights because the Echo can already do that on its own. So that part of it doesn't make sense to me. The proactive OS, this operating system that's constantly sitting in the background and saying, hey, look, I see that something's odd about your your home right now. You know, usually the front door isn't open whenever you've left, whenever the garage door opens and your car leaves. So why is the front door open? Let me tell you about that. I think that part is pretty interesting. And I hope that more companies start to pay attention to being more active and proactive hubs within the home. Okay, thank you all so much for your answers to my topic. Let's move on to what Chella has for us. Right on. So 
Um, recently I, well actually for a long time, I've been really fascinated with um, mobile lenses or external lenses for mobile photography. And recently I got my hands on a case that kind of like changed everything for me. It was the Snap Pro case um, and it's from a company called Bitplay and they make these really, really high end um, kind of uh, mobile photography cases and lenses. And they really just add such a level of like professionalism to mobile photography that I find so unbelievably like uh, appealing but that's maybe just for me so uh, my kind of question was with more and more mobile lenses and with more and more I guess camera accessories being made specifically in order to turn your iPhone into I guess a DSLR level quality camera um, will will this encourage people to go out and actually buy products for their phone to to make their pictures turn out better or as the phone camera improves do you think people are just going to kind of be like eh it's just kind of like a gimmick for people who want to be photographers or something like that so that was just my question i had for a little while i had one of those olo clip things where it's like you put the little plastic piece on you screw a different lens on and it's cool but for me it really ended up being kind of a, a novelty and the biggest problem for me because was was just carrying them around like i wasn't going to remember to carry them around most places and getting them on and off unless you're like like setting up a shot it's really tricky uh to you know or like to if you're just going to put it on there sort of like i'm going to walk around with this lens on my camera today um and so like if i've got a camera if i've got my smartphone in my pocket and i just want to pull it out and snap a quick picture of something and the the moment is fleeting i'm not going to bother to take the time to put an extra lens on plus you get lost or you break part of it and it kind of renders it not as useful so i'm kind of skeptical about this for mainstream adoption i think there will be people who probably you know photographers or people who are enthusiastic about photography might invest the time and energy in having these sort of external lenses but i'm kind of feeling like most people probably are just comfortable enough with the lens and the camera that's already built into their smartphone. So, you know, they say, like they say, the best the best camera lens is the one you have with you, and it's the one that's already on your phone, probably. So I, I find myself a little skeptical. I agree. I think, um, so I have a telephoto lens for my iPhone as well that comes, it's a case that you snap on the little lens, or you screw on the little lens to the case. Uh, my first complaint is that it's a case, so you can't, when you get a new iPhone, you have to get a new case for mm -hmm. it. And then you're spending a lot of money investing in the newer version of it, which I think immediately, if you're not a photographer, you're, you're not going to do that. You're just going to never use that again. Um, it's also just, just like Dan was saying, uh, if I'm going to go on a photo shoot, I'm going to bring a DSLR camera. If I want to take you know, portrait photos, or if I want to get landscape shots, I'm going to bring my DSLR photo. If I'm just kind of hanging out, I'm and and I happen to see something I want to take a picture of, I grab my iPhone, I snap a shot. I'm I'm not going to set up a shot with my iPhone. If I'm going to go through the work, I'm going to use a, a full DSLR camera instead of an iPhone. Um, so and and that's me not. I am not a photographer, not even a hobbyist. I just happen to have a DSLR camera for work-related purposes. So for the perspective of people who are not all in with photography, I, I do think this is maybe a one or, or two-time purchase where you think, oh, that's cool, and you'll give it a try. And then it turns out to not really be as big of a deal as you thought. And again, it's another thing that sits on your shelf and gets dusty. <laughs> 
<laughs> so many, so many dusty shelves for Lori. Uh, no, but I agree. I actually have some lenses sitting on my shelf getting dusty right now. Uh, and that's because of, of the, the fact that most of these are not modular. The fact that it ends up being a case that sticks to one phone and then Apple comes out with a new iPhone and it doesn't fit my case and then I can't use it anymore. And that's really upsetting. I mean, I love these things in the moment. Um, Chella and I both got our hands on a, uh, oh goodness, I can't even think of what it's called. The LED case, Chella? Oh, the um, Lumi. Yeah, the Lumi. Uh, we had mm-hmm. these really cool Lumi LED light-up cases, and I love the thing uh, to use it for product photography and stuff like that for my writing for work, but it's not a case that I want to carry around with me every day and keep on the phone because I like my devices to be svelte and lightweight, and it does add some bulk to the case. And this is the same kind of thing. However, if you are the type of person who you know, can make money off of taking photographs and video with an iPhone. Uh, This is a really nifty thing. Like, I I certainly don't want to discourage people from making these types of devices because they're really cool and I'm sure they're helpful to people. I mean, otherwise they wouldn't be making them. And to take it that uh, step further with the special grip that they have is a really fascinating uh, step. I think it's it's a neat thing, uh, but for most people it's gimmicky it's more for mobile photographers i think for sure for sure all right wow we have made it to halftime with some great topics so far thanks micah you're welcome micah so it is now time for our sponsor break and this episode of clockwise is brought to you by jamf now you can manage your apple devices from anywhere with jamf now when you first start your business it's pretty easy to keep track of your own computer and phone but as you grow and start to buy more tech for your employees it gets harder to keep track of everyone's macs iphones and ipads then try to figure out how to secure the iPad that your sales rep just lost can be tough, especially when you're all in different locations. Well, Jamf now makes this and a whole lot more that much easier. You can configure settings, protect sensitive information, and even lock or wipe a device from absolutely anywhere. Jamf now secures your stuff so you can focus on your business instead. No IT expertise is needed, and you can find out more and create your free account today. That's free at jamf.com slash clockwise. The name of our show. And because you listen to this show, you wonderful people, you'll be able to start securing your business immediately by registering your first three devices for free. And you can add more for just two bucks a month per device. So please go create your free account today at jamf.com slash clockwise. That's J-A-M-F dot com slash clockwise. Thank you so much to Jamf now for their support of this show. And it's now time for Dan to take it away. Thank you, Micah. Uh, Well, we just talked about photography a little bit, but let's switch gears and talk about software. There's a new uh, camera app out this week for the iPhone called Halide. Halide? I don't know how to pronounce it. (laughs) More pronunciations. I know it's an app. Uh, And it's a pretty fancy looking app that seems aimed at people who want to take better pictures. It's got like a real time histogram in it, a bunch of other sort of pro aimed features. And this is kind of a similar question to Cello's question, which is, do you use any third party photo apps or do you just kind of end up sticking with the stock camera app. Lori? Most of the time I stick with the stock camera app just for because it's easy. It's there. I don't have to open up a secondary app or anything. But I do have, uh, I think it's pronounced uh, Visco. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have and I have Camera Plus. I think they're both fantastic apps. But for the purpose of just 
pulling out of my pocket and taking a quick shot, I usually just use the stock app. Not that I don't love those ones, but again, those are really kind of meant for the setup and take a picture kind of process, which I, I just don't usually do when I'm on my iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> Lori and I agree quite a bit. We've got a, an app collecting dust on our shelves. No, <laughs> I, I think the app is is interesting. And I saw a lot of people saying really good things about it. Um, there are some interesting features and the gestural controls are fascinating. But I... Uh, I'm not swayed away from the stock camera app. There is just way too simple to get to that and way too hard to get to other apps for, for taking photos. And that's what it boils down to for me. If I'm going to be using my phone to take photos, I swipe up from the bottom and hit the camera thing. Or if I, my phone's locked, then I just swipe over and there's my camera and I don't have to worry about anything else. If you could add a camera app, a third-party camera app to Control Center, I'd be all over that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. Yes. Chella, what do you think? Like, literally exactly what the two of you just said. <laughs> uh, I I was going to be like, oh, I have these other fancy ones, like Visco and Camera Plus, and then Lori's like, I have them too, so I'm like, okay. Um, but I... I 100% agree with what Lori and Mike are saying. Um, it's I've played with I've had a chance to play with this app just a little bit, and it, it is very very cool. Um, the I guess the settings and the features that you get control of, but um, out of pure convenience, it's the, the I guess the stock camera app is just you know you swipe up, you swipe to the side, you get easy access, you shoot your photo, and then you can just take all the time to edit afterwards. It I just find it so easy. And if there was a way to like implement like a third party camera app, like you guys were saying into this ability to kind of like swipe and get super easy access, I'd be all over that. Like I probably wouldn't even use the stock camera app, but I, it's all about convenience and like you don't have time, you know, if there's something in front of you that you want to take a picture of, you don't have time to like, oh, which camera am I going to open? It's just like you open it, you shoot it and then you worry about it later, you know? Yeah, I agree, and it's, it's sort of come up to exactly what we talked to talked about with the with the lenses before. It's the same thing, right? Like you do want to just take a snap of something, and like Micah said, you can get to there from the home screen, you can get there from Control Center. It's so much easier, so it's really hard to supplement the or to supplant the convenience of that. And if there were an option for even just designating a third party camera app as your main camera app, that would certainly be pretty cool. Somehow I don't see that happening anytime soon, but <laughs> yeah. thanks for your thoughts on that topic. Let's go to our last topic, which comes from Lori. Yeah, so um, Nintendo Switch, it's kind of the my, my big thing right now. I got it. Um, I was lucky enough to pre-order it and was on my doorstep the day it launched, and I've been playing games on it ever since. And it is really becoming... It, everyone complained that it was not worth it because there weren't a lot of games when it first launched, but it's really becoming... Uh, widespread as a big deal. People want it. People who have it love it. Um, it's kind of the next big thing for Nintendo. So um, are you getting a Switch? And if you are, when and why? And if not, why not? Oh no, we're going to disagree, but we're still going to agree about dusty shelves because I have a Wii U sitting on a shelf getting dusty because I never played it enough. Um, I I just I'm not a gamer in any sense of the word. I, I every time like I try to get into games, then I don't. And Nintendo of all of the the major console makers and game creators as well is the one that can actually get me interested and excited about gaming. But even still it's not enough to want to go out and buy uh, the Nintendo Switch. That said, I will find someone with a Nintendo Switch so I can try out the cow milking simulator because that is a must. 
<laughs> I can't like I'm I'm still I, I need to try the cow milking simulator. <laughs> you have no idea how important that is to me. <laughs> uh Chella, what do you think? Please take this away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um I I really want one. I I'm gonna tweet out um a photo of all the I guess the systems that my boyfriend and I have accumulated over the years and it it would just kind of be a nice addition to even just have to accompany all the other, you know, like the N sixty four that we have and, and all of that, just to like make everything complete, like make the collection complete. Um but from a non I guess collector standpoint, um and having everything look pretty on your shelf, I just think it's a really, really cool system. Um I've been watching I watched some of, I haven't had a chance to use it yet, but I've been really interested in kind of watching these things like with, um, they, they were having the controllers be as accurate to kind of make it feel like marbles were rolling around and stuff like that. And I thought that that was like so mind-blowingly cool, not just from like a gamer's perspective, but from maybe someone who, um, has a hard time with, you know, visuals or someone who's blind or who, you know, who, who has a harder time with their environment or maybe someone who doesn't get out as much. And I think it could be really, really revolutionary in that sense that it opens up a lot of um, worlds and like the touch and the feel and the way that you interact with games. Um, so just based on that, I think it's a super cool system. I just love to have it. And everything I've seen about it, everything Lori's written about it, it just seems so appealing. I, I'll admit I got as far as having one in my Amazon shopping cart when it was in stock <laughs> for a little while, and oh. I just couldn't pull the trigger on it because I know that the one thing I wanted for was Mario Kart, and I could not justify basically a $360 Mario Kart game because I have a DS I bought years ago, which I bought, and I only own two games for it, one of which was Mario Kart, and I did not use it that much. Uh, but I love the idea of having something that converts from portable to a console. Uh, to me, that seems like a no-brainer. And, you know, uh, if I played more games, like I, I have an Xbox One and I play a fair amount of games on Xbox One, but if I really felt like I was going to play a lot more games or have a lot more time to play games, then I would definitely have bought a Switch. And I, I might consider it when the price goes down a little bit eventually if it does uh because i do like nintendo a lot and i do love mario kart and there are other great first party especially titles that i think will be fantastic on the switch i did not know there was a cow milking simulator but i <laughs> guess that's kind of interesting i really just want to watch micah play it i guess <laughs> you yeah, all the, do, uh, cow, the cow milking simulator comes with the one two switch pack which I personally considered that that game to be mo just a gimmick, and I will get it, but only when it's fifteen dollars on the reseller market because it really does seem like a gimmick to me. I'm I'm not interested in in the games that just over exaggerate the the accelerometer and the vibration of of the uh, of the controller, the Joy-Con controller, which is really cool. And unfortunately, so far the games that I've played have not implemented like a really good use of of those uh, amazing uh, uh the accelerometer and and uh and the vibration uh, module quite quite like what I'm guessing one two switch has in it but I I'm just not willing to spend the money on that thing um but yeah it's kind of a big deal if you're a gamer which it sounds like none of you guys are though Chella I think seems most excited about it um I think what makes the what makes the switch really amazing is you are getting 
um, sort of a base level console quality. I know it's not quite, um, you know, PlayStation 4 or Xbox One quality, but it's a base level console quality gaming device that you can seamlessly, and I mean seamlessly, remove from its TV dock and start playing again immediately. The, like when I'll be sitting in my living room and I'm playing the game and uh, my significant other will come home and I, you know, just in case he wants to watch something on TV, I'll just pull it right out yeah. of the dock. Not even in a, not a second s- step, I'm playing it on, on the handheld without even blinking huh. an eye. You don't have to save or anything. Huh. That to me is the best part of the game is that if you're in a family where not everyone likes to watch playing video games or play video games themselves. You can have it as a TV console game or you can have it as a handheld. Wow. Yeah, I want want that for my... Yeah, my girlfriend would probably appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see? There you go. There's a reason Yeah, that'll justify it for... Yeah, honey, I'm going to spend $300 (laughs) on this console, but it's so I'm not disturbing you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome. I think there is just enough time for a bonus question, which we will get to after our sponsor of said bonus question. This episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Audible. Audible has an unmatched selection of audio content, from thrilling novels to fascinating nonfiction to content from newspapers and magazines. If you want it, Audible has got it. Whether you're looking to add a little more excitement to your commute or you're finding a way to make laundry more bearable, because we all need that, you need to look no further than Audible. They make your commute more exciting and your chores more appealing. And with a great audiobook to help you fill the time, you'll be looking for excuses to wash some dishes, which is exactly what I need. And I, in fact, I'm listening to American Gods right now, and it's Mm -hmm. the full cast recording, and it is excellent. And I have just spent so much time listening to this show in my free time Mm -hmm. when I'm, you know, doing dishes. (laughs) Um, And it is so, so, so good. And in fact, I got a marathoner's bag which I didn't know you could get badges in the Audible app, but it's because I've been listening to it so much. You can't make more time, but you can make the most of it. Turn your chores into something more with a free trial at Audible. Go to audible.com slash clockwise to find out more and start your trial today. Thanks so much to Audible for their support of this show. And my bonus question to all of you right now is what is one song that you're loving right now that listeners and I need to listen to as soon as possible? Chella, what is your choice? Okay, does it have to be, like, can it be not safe for work? Like, can it, it can be, be like... <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, well, as long as the song itself doesn't have a curse word, yes. Like, uh, you know, the title of it. Okay, great. Um, So I've been listening to Kendrick Lamar's Humble nonstop. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, I have been, you know what, and, and this is, I wanted to cheat, but there's a remix of the, for the 50th anniversary, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band just came out, and the, uh, remix of Lovely Rita just sort of remastered and everything is fantastic. I had it on super loud in my kitchen as I was cooking dinner last night. That whole album is worth a listen, but Lovely Rita is one of my favorite songs on that album. I'm writing down everyone's suggestions right now, just so you know. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar's Humble, Sgt. Pepper's Lovely Rita Remix. Got it so far. So um, I'm going to see uh, the movie Turbo Kid this weekend. I'm lucky enough to get to see a screening of it. And I recommend that movie to everyone. And in honor of my ability to get to see this movie on the big screen, my song that I would like everyone to listen to as soon as possible comes from the Turbo Kid soundtrack, which is called Chronicles of the Wasteland. It's by Lematos? Lematos? Lematos, I think, L-E, 
M-A-T-O-S. And the song is called No Tomorrow. It's a beautiful, beautiful love song. No Tomorrow. I'm, I'm also writing that down. <laughs> and my choice for all of you, uh, thank you all, by the way, for those suggestions. Uh, there is the second season of Sense8 on Netflix, and I really fell in love with that show during the first season. And the soundtracks of these shows are just absolutely exceptional. And I will often pause the show and ask Siri to tell me what I'm listening to right now. Um, wait, pause the show. That doesn't make any sense. I'll rewind and ask <laughs> Siri to tell me to what whatever it happens to be that I'm listening to. And there's a song called Wise Enough by the band Lamb that I think everybody should listen to. It is just uh, ethereal and gorgeous. And I think that, you know, if you if you need to fall asleep and uh, dream of wonderful things, then Wise Enough by Lamb is something you should listen to. I can't wait to hear these songs. I know. I'm going to make a little playlist now, the Clockwise Playlist. Well, <laughs> I think that just about rounds it out, eh, Dan? Indeed it does, Micah. Thank you so much, Chella, for joining me and helping me gang up on Dan this week. Thank you for having me. And Lori Gill, thank you so much for being here, even though you were also ganging up on me. I'm more. I'm more. I'm more. I'm wow. I'm wow. More, this got partisan quickly. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Micah, that just about does it. So uh, I think that we can uh, wrap up by reminding everybody here that though we'll be back next week. Until then, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.